welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello there, friend. In this episode, we're going to be chatting all about the adrenals and your hormones. This was an interview I did with Lucia Mazzella for her group program, Moon Menu. This week is part two of the interview, so if you haven't checked out part one yet, head back to last week's episode all about liver health and your hormones. Now, the adrenals are part of our body's stress response system, and they're a super important factor in supporting your gut health and overall health. So let's get into it. So I'm so excited that we have Fran here with us. Um, and we're talking about adrenals for the cycle. We've got liver all tied up neatly. Thanks for that. <laughs> Shall we move on to the adrenals and just kind of basically run through really similar questions? But like, yeah, like why is adrenal health important and what is the link to cycle health and hormones? Mm. Yeah, so our adrenals are basically like a, a big part of our body's stress response system. And I mean, I think they're just so important because I suppose like the world we live in is just stressful. So we all really have some degree of stress, even if you're, you know, like, I don't know, maybe out in the sticks like you, Lucia, you're still connected and seeing what's going on in, you know, on social media and online and all of everything we're exposed to is, is I suppose, very stressful. So regardless of what your life is like, we all have some degree of stress. So that means that stress response system is basically burdened again, like our liver. The thing is, though, when we are under stress, our body becomes focused on keeping us alive. It then doesn't focus on these other, I suppose, second best things that aren't really about keeping us alive, if that kind of makes sense. So our body's mm. focused on keeping us alive. So getting blood pumping around the body, keeping your heart going, uh, you know, those kind of vital organs, which means things like digestion, which is super important for, you know, healthy cycles, as we sort of spoke about, um, and also reproduction are basically not priorities at all. So when we're under stress, our bodies actually downregulate, um, you know, production of certain hormones and also FSH and LH, which play important roles in in triggering different parts in our cycles so basically you know that stress is having a direct impact on on that and and stress can come from you know i think we just think that stress is like emotional stress and i think a lot of us have some degree of that regardless but stress is also you know just like working long hours spending a lot of time like sitting down at the computer stress can come from toxins in your environment we've already spoken a fair bit about that um it's not just psychological stress is it it's like that environmental 100 and like you know even things that you don't even think of like food sensitivities you know yes so we're really being bombarded yeah definitely so yeah all of these factors that can basically you know place a burden on our body And, and another really really big one 
which I see in probably most people, and it is a hard one to overcome, is um, blood sugar regulation as well, or blood sugar dysregulation, which basically, you know, when we eat balanced meals, like the things that, that you, you guys are all, you know, learning how to prepare, and I'm sure doing a really good job of, when we have fats and protein at each meal and we don't have tons of sugar and, you know, refined carbohydrates and that sort of thing, those balanced meals help us have these stable blood sugar levels. But when we're having, uh, you know, tons of coffee, processed carbs, sugars, our blood sugar spikes up and then crashes down and we have these stress hormones pumping out and we need to have the coffee, sugar, carbs to bring us back up again. And it's just this, you know, blood sugar roller coaster basically. So that puts a lot of stress on the body. Um, so, you know, eating eating regularly, you know, every three to four hours, sometimes you may need to eat more when you get to a place where you are super resilient with your blood sugar regulation, you, you might find that you can do things like intermittent fasting. But I find for a lot of people, just because of the stress we're under, that just doesn't really work. So um, yeah, blood sugar regulation is massive. So yeah, probably if you take one thing away from this whole section of it is, is prioritizing eating regularly and, and focusing on that blood sugar regulation because that's a huge source of stress. So there are, you know, many factors to this but just really thinking of you know when we're under stress our body is focused on keeping us alive the adrenals are part of that hpa axis which is basically how the brain is communicating with our adrenals that's really our stress response system um, and when we're under stress reproduction is basically not a priority mm. that kind of brings me because like i was going to ask later on about if are there any myths because it can be kind of confusing for people if they say to their doctor, like, oh, I think I have adrenal fatigue. And then their doctor's just going to probably laugh at them, unfortunately, mm. rather than understanding what they mean. But yeah, so are there any mm. myths? And like, maybe you could explain like the languaging. Yeah, so there are diagnoses of adrenal fatigue that are accepted by conventional medicine, which is either like Addison's or Cushing's. And they're basically those diagnoses basically when you get to that extent your adrenals are like completely screwed i've heard that they're basically if you actually get one of those diagnoses you're either your adrenals are like 90 to 100 percent screwed basically so if your adrenals are like 20 percent screwed or 50 percent screwed you don't get a diagnosis basically yes. in conventional medicine so yeah I, I wouldn't bother trying to go to your regular doctor and get any sort of diagnosis around that but just realize that everything is on a spectrum so mm. I think also you know with the myths as well so I know you wanted to chat about that but the adrenal fatigue so the main myth around that is that adrenal fatigue is just like your adrenals just get progressively more tired and then mm. can't produce cortisol anymore mm. and that's basically that may be what happens in some cases but it's not necessarily the case so that that could happen but it also could just be that your brain and your adrenals aren't communicating very well for some reason you know due to stress um so there are lots of different things that that can be going on there so yeah i think you know like in some cases it can be 
helpful to see someone who can either give you a diagnosis or give you a specific sort of plan around this, Mm. but also a lot of the things that we're going to discuss, like focusing on blood sugar regulation, you know, probably no doctor's going to tell you to do that. That has a massive impact. Unless you have diabetes. You know, like, (laughs) yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Stress management, all of these kind of things that you can do for yourself, you know, free at home. These things have a massive impact. But yeah, no, if you're, if you're feeling tired and you feel like something's not right, then definitely, you know, do what you can at home, but seek help if you, if you need that. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the ways that they can support their adrenals with food? Um, and then we can move on to, you know, how they can support them with lifestyle as well. Yeah, so with food, okay, it is somewhat about what you eat. So we want to avoid having lots of, you know, processed carbohydrates, refined sugars and that kind of thing. Um, And even healthy sugars, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, having your treats every now and then, but when we're relying a lot on raw treats and that sort of thing to Mm. provide us energy, then that's like, you know, a bit of a clue that there's something out out of balance here. So avoiding processed foods, um, not having, you know, tons of sugar. And uh, yeah, it's really that focus on blood sugar regulation versus any specific, you know, like specific food that's going to, yeah. to help that, I suppose. I mean, licorice tea is great as well, but we can sort of, you know, that's sort of in the supplement sort of section as well. So yeah. <laughs> really eating regularly. So like when you wake up in the morning, ideally, you know, especially if you feel like your adrenals could use some love and your blood sugar regulation eating within like 30 to 90 minutes of waking up and then eating regularly, not skipping meals, having um, healthy fats and proteins and making sure your meals are balanced. That's Mm. what's going to really, really, you know, benefit your adrenals for sure. Such a good tip. I mean, I guess it just comes back to again, just how everything's connected. It's not like blood sugar's over here, adrenals are over here, liver's over here. Like it's just like this amazing little dance where it's all coming together. Um, And yeah, with blood sugar guys, like that's sort of why I focus so much on meal prep is because if you're trying to eat regularly, the main thing for me anyway is having something in my fridge that I can eat. Like that, that's like going to make it really realistic because otherwise, you know, you don't really want to stop work or whatever because you have to go and cook and it's just like a, a bigger like mental block so yeah that's why meal prepping is like can be best friends with blood sugar regulation and then obviously having that flow and effect to adrenal health especially when your blood sugar is dysregulated and you get hangry yes. <laughs> if you have healthy things available then you will go for those if all you have available is like you know the ready to go like crappy foods that's probably what you're going to grab Yes, being hangry is not normal, guys. This is a sign. Blood sugar is imbalanced. You hangry bitches, go feed yourself. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Cool. And I guess, yeah, that's kind of covers lifestyle as well. Is there anything that you could think of for lifestyle? Anything you want to add? Lifestyle is definitely just like stress management and stress Mm. support like this is super important and you know Mm. like i i've already said the world we live in like we need to support ourselves you know to feel good and and manage stress on a regular basis so like yeah 
nature time, walks, yoga, meditation, swimming, whatever is your jam, whatever's going to help you release stress and feel good is going Mm. to be very beneficial for your adrenals. Also just sleeping, resting when you need to, you know, listening to your body, all of that, all of that's going to be really beneficial. Yeah, so true. One thing that you guys can do is sort of come up with little suggestions for yourself throughout the different seasons of your menstrual cycle. So like, you know, you can think, okay, you know, you might not be realistic to like go swimming when you have your period or like whatever, you, you know what's best for you. But yeah, just coming up with a few little suggestions, maybe putting them on a little sticky note so that you've got some little reminders to do those things that can be so easy to overlook, like 10 minutes of meditation or like, okay, instead of driving to the beach, I'm going to walk or like just those little things that you can kind of buffer into your life and just add in that padding to really like support yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice, nice. So is there any like supplements that, um, you know, can help with this or that people can go and ask a practitioner about or work with somebody like yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think when it comes to adrenals, adaptogens are really great. And the good thing about adaptogens is like, you know, I think with a lot of other supplements, it's like you take this supplement for this specific purpose, whereas adaptogens, you know, the name adaptogen means it's, it's actually sort of balancing. So if you need it's, it's going to basically adapt to, to what you need. So some mm. specific adaptogens that can help with adrenals. Ashwagandha is great. Rhodiola, licorice uh, and bramania. They're some of the main ones and they're all just really, really supportive of, you know, adrenal health and our body's stress response. Mm. Um, the only thing with, with rhodiola, it, it can be a bit stimulating. So that can be good if you're like, you know, really depleted and exhausted. But for example, if you're going to have something like that in the evening or if you're already like quite wired, um, mm. then it might not be something that you want to have. But um, yeah, yeah, licorice, licorice tea can be great, but all of these can be, you know, available in sort of herb forms. But you can get all sorts of like, you know, cool products that have these um, stress support adaptogens in them as well. Yeah, yeah. And if someone was going to, because like I have a, a cacao and it, adaptogenic cacao recipe but maybe they can you know it's nice that they can have a play if you were going to have like a cup of cacao and you were going to add in some of those things that you just mentioned would you add all of them like would you add like a quarter teaspoon of each to one cup roughly I'm sure they can find this info yeah how would you sort of go about it would you cycle through them or yeah so I think you know I suppose the way I specifically use these like I, I to add another thing to that, I, I also like reishi actually. So reishi is something that I do add to my cacao. That's like a medic- medicinal mushrooms, mm. a medicinal mushroom. Um, so that's a great one. I I tend to like, so, you know, I, I think it can be good to add, you know, little bits of things. However, at the same time, like I think if you are actually dealing with something, you're like, okay, my adrenals need some, mm. you know, support, love, that sort of thing. You know, I think it's better to do a slightly more like intensive approach approach yeah. in that you would do like a protocol for three months or something that is like having, you know, like the right amount of like ashwagandha every single day, for example, or reishi or whatever it is that mm. you're going to use. So, you know, you can have little bits of these things to sort of support you and you can do that 
in any way that sort of feels good. But I think, you know, yeah, if you have a specific thing that you're working with, then, you know, just having little bits of these things is not necessarily going to get you over the line. But yeah, yeah reishi for cacao, like ashwagandha, you can get, you know, cacao, you know, add that to cacao. But yeah, these other herbs like rhodiola and, and romania, generally speaking, they're like a herbal tonic. So not something that you would want to add to <laughs> A beverage it would definitely ruin it <laughs> um, but licorice <laughs> licorice root tea is great as well that's something that you could just sip on like uh, licorice root tea like once or twice a day as well yes that's so good yeah i guess yeah so it's good to keep in mind with adaptogens and so that's kind of great if you're just wanting a little bit of extra love for your adrenals but if you're actually like no i am cooked I need help <laughs> then go and see somebody like Fran and get like some testing done and then like do, you know, a more intensive program where you get all of the support that you need. Is that sort of yep, what you would yep. say? And I mean, on supplements as well, you know, same thing goes for like the liver. Like I said, the liver provides, you know, consuming liver provides those core nutrients that are needed for the liver, same mm. goes for adrenals. So you, you might not want to go down to your local butcher and ask for adrenals. You totally, you know, can see if that's something that they have. Um, oh my God. A lot of the I did adrenals, not know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the adrenal support supplements are basically, you know, dried, desiccated adrenal. So again, the adrenals provide the nutrients needed to support the adrenals as well. So that's another thing to consider and if you are you know quite depleted and you know struggling with adrenal fatigue or hpa axis dysfunction as it is now called then you know that might be something that would benefit you yeah i love it it's just like i know it's you know supported by science and um chinese medicine but like the little witchy vibes of like eating <laughs> eating organs yeah. like, oh i love it it's like it's a little amazing. potion it's so cool yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> so amazing it's been so good to like talk to you and get a bit of an insight into you know these different facets because I feel like they have a huge I mean I know that they have huge impact on the menstrual cycle um and I guess like just to sort of to wrap it up would there be you know if people are gonna come away from this and just want to implement a few things what would be like your top three things that you hope they can they take from today yeah, I think um, like focusing on blood sugar regulation mm. for sure. Um, so, you know, as, as we sort of spoke about, like eating within um, 30 to 90 minutes of, of waking up and just eating, you know, every three to four hours throughout the day. And you, you may over time work towards being able to eat less frequently. That is a really, really big one to help support your body to manage stress and also you know the the stress management pieces that we spoke about is super important as well another thing is just to realize how much power you do actually have mm. over your health based on what you feed yourself how much sleep you get how often you spend time in nature and your movement and all of that i think we're so often taught our livers screwed or our adrenals are screwed and you know we need to go take medication or take the supplement to fix it and yes in some cases you know those things may be necessary but 
things that you do on a daily basis have a huge impact on your health. So just remember that you do actually have a lot of power and control mm. over, over your health and over your adrenals and your liver and your body as a whole. And the final thing is that if you're actually doing all of this, I think you obviously all now by now know a lot, you know, a fair amount about your health and you're probably doing a lot of the right thing. So if you are still struggling with symptoms, know that, you know, there is a reason why and you can sort of, you know, get to the root cause of that, I think, um, you know, and it may be as simple as some of the lifestyle things that we've spoken about or mm. some of the dietary sort of recommendations, but it may be something that does require something like you know functional lab testing to get to the root cause yes totally and i think that's something that's really important to know is like sometimes you can't feel when there's an imbalance like you know like bear with me on this one but like you might have things that need you actually need to go and get some lab testing you know like you might be sure you might be a bit tired and then that might be an indicator that you have low iron but like you can't feel you know, if you're anemic or if your iron is, you know, just within range, like these things. Or if your cortisol be... is low. Or... Exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> you need to get testing done. And then to have somebody like you who has the functional medicine, um, you know, lens to be able to, to measure these things, because as we know, um, when you go to see your GP and get blood work done, like, while that's great get them to print it out for you, by the way, <laughs> keep it in a folder and then you can take it to somebody um, to have it interpreted because the, the levels for optimal health are completely different to the levels for that they're looking at, which is basically if you go below this, you will develop, you know, acute problems. So I guess what Fran does really well is works with this in this preventative space, you know, like looking at your blood sugars before you have diabetes, looking at your supporting your adrenals before you, um, you know, end up with HBA access dysfunction. So, so yeah, like we kind of have this weird thing that we should just like do it alone with our health, but actually like we really need help. And if something was wrong with our car or something, we wouldn't just be like, yeah, I'm just going to like fix it myself. I just going to, I'm just going to put, I don't know, <laughs> like go get help if you really need it. Like, yeah, I just, just want to underline that. Like I have seen so many different health practitioners and if somebody doesn't align with you, like literally doctor date, you know, go and see different people. Don't just like settle with someone if, and listen to your intuition. If you're like, yeah, this person gets me. That's why it can be so great to work with somebody like Fran, because you can feel like, okay, she's gone through this she knows, you know, what it's like and what it takes to heal from this. So maybe you could speak a little bit about like what you well, do. Yeah. What you say? I also have seen a lot and I totally get the want to DIY stuff, but I've yeah. seen people do the DIY thing, but also spend a lot of money on it. Like yeah. order their own lab tests because there are certain ways that you can do that and certain labs you can do that through generally speaking in australia anyway the labs that you can order yourself are like crap and don't give mm. you information and then also then you're left with this information that you actually don't know what to do with it so mm. i have actually i've had quite a few clients who have come to me after doing a bunch of their own you know testing and supplements and stuff and it's like you can actually waste a lot of money doing that as well so just to keep in mind that 
if you're going to do that, you can actually save money, I suppose, by just doing the things that you actually need to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I do, I do love functional lab testing, but I am, I, I do try to be a little bit sort of minimalist about it because obviously I'm, I'm realistic about the fact that not everyone wants to spend multiple thousands of dollars. But then for example, if you can actually address what's going on mm. in like a three to six month time frame versus not figuring out what's going on and still being in the same place in five years time or 10 years time. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think a couple of my favorite functional lab tests, um, definitely the GI map, which is a stool test because what's going on in our gut is at the root of so much of what we're experiencing. Mm. So, you know, if you have candida or some sort of pathogen or some sort of imbalance in your gut, that could absolutely be driving hormonal imbalances, hormonal, hormone related conditions and, and that sort of thing as well. So I think that's a good place to start. Mm. Um, and then there's also hormone testing. Uh, there's different options. Like there's yeah. a, a Dutch test, which is great. And just an example of why you might want to consider doing functional lab testing versus conventional lab testing is that you could go and do, get your hormones tested at your doctor and that could all come back completely normal. But when we do something like a, a Dutch test, which looks at, it looks at the way that your hormones are like metabolized and detoxified and, and provides us with a huge amount more information than what you would get at the GP. So for example, mm. your hormones might look completely normal when you get them tested at the GP. And then when you do a Dutch, you can see, oh, you're not, you know, detoxifying your estrogen very well, or, um, you know, it just provides us with a whole lot more information. So I think mm. this is a good, you know, I think, it's always, you know, you can go through your doctor first and, and things are, um, you know, bulk build in Australia and that sort of thing. So that can be a good place to start. But just know that if you have exhausted all of those options, there is a lot more that you can do. And I think people are often worried. I've definitely done a lot of these tests, you know, in the past when I was struggling with health issues and I'd be like, I just want some answers and I want you know, the test to come back with some answers for me after mm -hmm. having a lot of tests that didn't come back with any answers. But there is always something on like the GI map test, for example, and like the Dutch like hormone tests, there is like always something to work on on those mm. tests. So yeah, it's good to know that they're quite like empowering in that sense because you get something that needs addressing basically, whether that's with your gut or hormones or something else. Yes, definitely. And it just so helpful sometimes to have that like tangible thing in front of you, like, oh, okay. It's not just like this subjective feeling of feeling a bit off. You're like looking, oh, actually I can literally see right here what is going on. And then it can be more motivating. Um, and I was going to say another thing that folks can do with, in terms of blood sugar regulation as well, I meant to mention it before, um, is look into AC. GM, like a um, continuous glucose monitor. Um, and it's like basically <laughs> a little thing that goes onto your arm and you keep it on for two weeks and then you put another one on your other arm. Or, and then you can basically see in real time, you can scan it onto an app. You can see in real time what your blood sugar is doing. And then you can experiment with different meals because, you know, as we know, the different meals affect different people in different ways and different, like we're so bio individual. So it's important to have these things like these tools, like 
functional lab testing or, you know, um, a CGM to be able to have these tangible things that can be like really motivating and empowering. Um, and yeah, just can make a big difference. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So Fran, tell them about your awesome podcast and tell them <laughs> what your Instagram handle is, how they can work with you, uh, all of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my podcast, which Lucia has been a guest on, she did a great I'm episode. Famous, guys, I'm famous. She's famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, great episode. So you're gonna have to come back on the podcast very soon. It's a high vibe and healthy podcast, uh, and we just basically chat all about gut health and hormones, and it's a lot of pretty short episodes that like I cover lots of different topics and also interview people as well so high vibe and healthy podcast and then uh, on instagram it's just my name fran dargaville and basically I spend most of my time either podcasting or instagram so you can definitely find me with those places my my programs are high vibe and gut healthy which is a self-study program or also one-on-one programs as well which is, includes functional lab testing and that mm. sort of thing and you can just find that via the link in my instagram bio as well it's so awesome that you have that because i feel like so many people that i've worked with there's this real gap <laughs> between you know you can't obviously give all of the information in a one-on-one -on -one session because you're needing to be talking about like the lab tests or like you know doing that investigative work <laughs> Is that a word? Yes, that's um, a word. <laughs> like, for some reason, that word seems strange to me right now. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that you can combine that with a program so that you can like watch the videos, get all of that knowledge in a really succinct way. So it's like, you know, the best use of your time and then, you know, have that one-on-one -on -one support to really like personalize it and make sure that um, you're able to implement it, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a, a good way to go. And I think, you know, everyone here obviously enjoys learning. And I think when you go to a practitioner and you don't learn about what's actually going in your health on with your health, it can be a bit frustrating as well. So I want everyone to, by the time they finish working with me, actually understand what's going on. So you're basically like, you know, kind of empowered to be your own practitioner in a lot of ways as well. I think that's, that's really important. Yes, you yes. may still need help from time to time, but you know, as we've spoken about, there's a lot that you can do for your health. So I want to actually empower people to understand what those things are, I guess. Yeah. And ultimately, like you really do need to take your health into your own hands. That might not necessarily mean DIYing it all of the way, but that you are like, okay, I'm holding all of the threads. I'm following my intuition and then I'm getting help and I'm educating myself where necessary, but really taking that responsibility to be like the sovereign driver of your of your health because ultimately nobody else is going to do it um mm. fortunately <laughs> you're the one you're the one that's got to wake up every day and choose what breakfast you're going to have yeah. and all of that so yeah, yeah absolutely yeah well thank you Fran I loved chatting to you and I you know I know everyone would have got so many juicy little bits that they can implement from today's call so guys go listen to her podcast you'll get even more you know um i love it because yeah just understanding why these things affect our health can really actually have an amazing impact on behavior change so she's got like specific podcasts on 
you know, like there might, I think you even had one on, on liver health maybe, but you know, like on these little yeah, on these yeah. systems in the body. So you can go and listen and learn more about these specific things. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And feel free to DM me on Instagram as well, guys. If anyone has any questions after today's chat, be happy to chat with you. Awesome. Thanks Fran. And I hope you have <laughs> a good you. weekend and um, guys, yeah, you too. thanks for spending your Sunday morning with me. <laughs> Fran here again. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. If you have any questions about anything we've covered in the episode, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram name is just my name, Fran Dargaville. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.